situation, setback, shit. It's anything or anyone that tries to hold you back. Exactly. Here we will use this platform to discuss the failures, the successes, and every damn thing in between. Ready, Jay? Let's go. Thank you for being on Jungle Rose. Yes, you are a part of the tribe, whether you want to or not, it's forced. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> I, I, I think it's wanted. I think it's wanted. Yes, yes. No, thank you so much, you beautiful ladies, for having me on your platform. Super, super honored to be on here. You know, this is a very, very necessary podcast. So thank you so much. Yes. So this this episode, we're celebrating breast cancer awareness, the survivors, the support that they have, all the women who have been touched by breast cancer in some type of way. But it's also Pregnancy and Fetal Loss Awareness Month. So we are bringing attention to that subject as well. And we are so happy to have you to talk about these topics. A medical director from New York, her name is Janelle Luke, said that African-American women um, may face the stereotype of being super fertile, but that's not the reality. And this assumption can bring on stigma to infertile women. So that's why we're bringing this topic to Jungle Rose. We lay in a platform for it and we just want to continue to talk about it and give women the space to feel confident to talk about these issues. But I do have to do a medical disclaimer and let people know that this is no substitution for seeking medical attention or seeking professional medical advice from their, their primary care providers or other specialists. So before we get started, I just feel compelled. I just want us to, I don't know if Marley wants to do it or I, if you feel comfortable with it, Casey, we just want to kind of give a quick prayer. Make sure the energy is right because <laughs> I'm feeling a little dis, you know, this is good. This is going to be monumental. This is this is powerful right here. And I just want us to own and I want us to give it to God and know that God is going to be the one to cover all three of us on our individual journeys. We're going to continue to mentor other women, but God is going to do it through us because he's given us the skills, the talents, the knowledge and everything that is necessary for us to thrust forward in our lives. And we're thankful to him. So we can relax in that. We can relax in that and know that we are enough. And we are enough because God said so. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> All right. So I'm yes, I'm gonna intro, formally introduce our first. Our first. We are so honored to have you as our first medical professional, Casey Ann Collins. Yes, honey. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Board certified family nurse practitioner. Yes. So, so happy to have you. Doctor of nursing practice student. We're about to call you Dr. Casey Ann Collins. Hello. Hello. Say the whole name. (laughs) We are so happy. Yes. And this young lady specializes in women health and dermatology. 
also the founder of Motivation Chase Mentorship Program and Operation Faith-Filled Nonprofit Organization. And she's also a motivator. Speaking to her uh, the other day on the phone, you can feel her energy through the phone and that's just power in itself. And I hope that you know you have that power. But I think it's best for you to formally introduce yourself. Give us an intro for let us know who you are. Maybe I didn't do you justice. <laughs> you did me justice. Trust me. Um, thank you so much for that. I'm humbled. But yes, my name is Casey Ann Collins. Um, I am a board certified family nurse practitioner. I do specialize in women's health, as mentioned, as well as dermatology. And I'm super, super passionate about just motivating people and um, letting people just, just know how valuable they are and we're walking in their purpose, right? Because we all forget it. At some point in life, we forget about our purpose and our dreams. So I, I don't know when it happened, but I just became super, super passionate about that, especially for my woman and especially for my woman of color. Like I am the battery for my woman right. of color. I think that we just face so many issues um, just as females. Mm-hmm. And then you add, um, you know, our race on it, which is not a burden, it's a blessing. Um, but I think that we have so many jungles that we have to go through. Right. Those jungles, those jungles make us grander. Those jungles make us stronger. We were going to push you to do a rap, right? Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> <laughs> this medical professional is versatile. <laughs> <laughs> something, you know. Yes. You going to spit something for us? Um, <laughs> sure. You ready? All right. Okay. Let the people know. You know want to be Dr. Casey Ann. Go ahead. Driving to the rim. Mamba mentality. Hit them with a grin. I'm hot and they mad at me. Gone with the wind. I was back to reality. Get the money. Yes, my honey. Watch the hate discovery. Looking like a target, but it's like the vision blurry. I eat the salad. Then I mix the chicken with the curry. I keep your brain freezing like you eat a McFlurry. Keep your weight up. I tell my demons, oh, please, I am prayed up. I'm such a tease. My pictures from the waist up. Never sleep. I stay up. Motivation chase. Yup. Little sample. <laughs> okay. All right. With the curry chicken. Got me all hungry. Bless up. Bless up. Tell your demons. Yes, with the mama yes. mentality. <laughs> Yo, that's so dope. Wow. Wow. You are so, you are dope. So dope. Dope. Literally. And I'm glad you uh, were able to do that for us because here at Jungle Rules, we are definitely creating a space where we showcase professionalism, but also our personal lives, because that's the beauty of being a black woman. The switch up game is so real. Like we do it all. That's right. That's right. Yes. And I yes. know um, that yes. was a question, you know, you guys had. I'm kind of being overzealous, but that has been my biggest jungle. Um, to not box myself in, right? Because I wanted to just be one thing. I'm like, I'm just a professional. I'm like, I can't show my rap inside because maybe it's unprofessional. And I'm like, well, you know, I can't be too black because, you know, and then I'm just, one day, it just, I was just like, no, all of this is part of me. All my Exactly. This makes me who I am. Yes, I love God. Yes, I got a little street in me. Yes, I'm educated. Yes, I can rap. I'm professional. So then it was just like, bring everything in. I'm Caribbean. I'm my culture. So I think that has been my biggest jungle to this day. I still struggle with, you know, what side am I showing? You know what I mean? So um, I encourage all females to embrace it. Do not let people box 
you in. This is super, super important. Exactly. When I have my children, I will teach them that be who you are. And I think that's what we all strive to be. You said exactly. that so well. Exactly. And that's that's exactly the space that we're creating. I know Jay and I both struggle with um having high leverage positions and trying to figure out the balance between coming from the streets, from the hood, and then being in these positions where you have to code switch all the time. And be diplomatic in your approach to everything. And it's just, it's a balancing act, but I, I think you said it, right? Own who you are and know that that makes you mm-hmm. who you are, if that makes sense. And people are going to relate because we've all been through something. It might not be the same story, but we can relate on some level. Yes, we are highlighting it. We are celebrating it and letting women know that it's okay to be that. Yes. So can you get in a little bit about your jungle story, a little bit more detailed about your jungle story, your jungle and what you've been through? You know, people think sometimes that women like you you know, or whomever can't get to where you are in life, but you actually show and prove that this is a possibility. So some of our younger listeners, some of our women who are doing career switches or what have you, it's possible, you know, no matter what jungles you've been through. And I think your jungle that you uh, described for us will probably inspire some people and let them know that this is possible. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would say my biggest jungle, um, and I'll tell the story with it, was kind of understanding that my timeline is different from everyone else's. Um, mm-hmm. Like after high school and stuff like that, there was a couple of hiccups. I was always in college, but it took me a lot longer to uh, kind of go where I wanted to go. And at one point, you know, I felt very inferior because a lot of my colleagues and my classmates, you know, they graduated, they had their career, they got married, they had children. And I was kind of like in this this spot, you know, I I don't want to say a dark place where I just felt like, oh, like, what did I do? But comparison kills. And you Mm -hmm. should not compare your chapter five to someone's 20 Mm -hmm. and your destiny is different. And you're, you know, um, experiencing all those obstacles because your purpose might be that much bigger. Um, and I remember I was working at Best Buy, I was going to nursing school and I was paying for my tuition and, you know, I was taking the bus and, you know, I just felt like, wow, like why me, you know? And my mom always encouraged me and she was just like, uh, 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 so don't ever compare yourself. So I would say that was my, my biggest struggle at the time was again, just not to compare myself and to just believe in myself and understand that, you know what, I'm going to get there, but this is not on society's timeline. Mm-hmm. That's true. And um, Jay and I have talked about this. What we go through isn't for us. It's for somebody else. It's a testimony for somebody else that's going through it to let them know that you could get there. So you being on that bus, you working while you're in school is letting somebody know that you can do this. It's not impossible. You might have to work a lot harder, but it's possible. But the shit is so much sweeter. When that's it right. happens. That's right. It wasn't and don't given forget to about, you know, sacrifices too. Um, you know, I have a friend of mine, we're always talking about deferred gratification. And I don't think a lot of people respect it, but I kind of come from that school where you sacrifice now so you can enjoy later. So there's times I was in my mom's basement studying. No, I couldn't turn up. I couldn't go on the girl's trips. I miss weddings and birthdays, but I had to stay focused and I had to eliminate distractions and I knew what I wanted. I was like, listen, you know, I want to become a nurse. I want to help people. And I want to use that platform to bless others. Cause I always said to God that the nursing, as she mentioned, it's bigger than me. It has, it has 
with me. I'm just a vessel. I'm just being used. It's just about who is going to inspire the next generation. So I'm just here for however God has me to motivate. And that's how I created motivation chase. And I love, and I love the fact that you're so spiritually oriented. Like God is at the forefront of our lives. And we know that all our blessings come from him. We stay prayed up. Like you can't do nothing without him. Nothing. So I love that. And we, we have to know that he has a purpose for our life. So I I just love that. And so, and you talking about your jungle story, we know that you have a song that motivated you through your jungles. Um, tell well, us the song. as a recent, it was that J-Rock who win, win, win. Particularly when I was in grad school. Win, 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 win. I don't know. That last, I want to say that last year of nurse practitioner school, that was my jam. And um, it was just like, win, like, win, focus on winning, like forget everything else. Just focus on what you got to do. And, you know, your idea of winning is different from someone else. Exactly. It, you know, so yeah, that's one of my, one of my jams. I'm a big music lover, but that's definitely one of them. Shout out to J-Rock. <laughs> yes, yes. Great yes, song. Yes. <laughs> great song. And I love when he says you're either with me or against me. Like it's time for us to come that's right. together. That's right. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, y'all want to hop into these topics or what? Let's hop into the topics. I know the people want to hear what's going on. So um, I don't know where you want to start. We have four topics for the month, infertility, uh, pregnancy, breast cancer, miscarriage, wherever you want to take us. Uh, The platform is yours. Yes, it is. Have at it. Queen. <laughs> yes, thank you. I'm going to start with breast cancer. You know, rest in peace, grandma. She passed away about four or five years ago. She was diagnosed with ovarian, which metastasized, became breast cancer. Now, the thing with that is it was diagnosed very late. Kind of a stubborn Caribbean woman, wasn't going to the gynecologist. Um, so now I'm a huge, huge advocator. And it just so happens that God placed me in women's health. It's, it, destiny is funny because I was always just about derm. And somehow, some way, I ended up at women's health. So I'm a huge, huge advocator for that um, as far as breast cancer, particularly when it comes to African American females. We are twice as likely to die from breast cancer. Um, and that mutilates screenings. We come in a little bit later. That can be due to comorbidities like hypertension, diabetes, um, being overweight. That increases the chances of those estrogen-dominant breast cancer. But this particular breast cancer I'm talking about is ductal carcinoma in situ. That has a high mortality rate and it just wipes us out because it's a very aggressive cancer. So as a nurse practitioner working in women's health, I am literally going hard again for all females because I'm about, you know, the health of all females. But again, for African-American women, a woman of color, this is something we have to screen early for. If there's a family history of any breast or gynecological cancer, there's genetic testing, BRCA1, BRCA2. Obviously, there's mammograms and sonograms. So this is super super important obviously October is breast cancer awareness month so I just can't stress this enough mm-hmm. I'm probably getting towards the age <laughs> probably towards the age in which they recommend for me to go in and begin to get checked and it's around that time so would you say that I would probably is it best for me to wait until the recommended time or should I uh, begin to start you know my inquiries now when it comes to you know when I'm engaging with my doctor? Because sometimes I feel like, you know, when your body feels different and sometimes when you're having that discourse with your doctor, 
sometimes you get the textbook answer or you get the answer that doesn't align with what a black woman may need because of some of those implicit biases that people hold on to or, you know, they weren't probably, I don't know, you know, when you're in medical school, I'm sure they don't say, hey, when you're dealing with a black person, this is how you need to look at it. When you're dealing with a white person, you know, this is how you need to look at it. I think when I first went to the doctor, it was just like, you're probably going to have high blood pressure because it's in your family. And I'm just like, that doesn't mean that, you know, you know, I'm, I believe in faith, but anyway, what should I, what would I do? You know, how do I begin to inquire? What should I do for myself at home or what have you? Because the textbook doesn't always give the correct answer. Right. Number one, that's a great question. Um, I would start with number one, you know, your body and you are the ruler of your body. Um, so if you feel like something is off, you should always go see a medical professional to inquire. Um, number two, it depends on your family history. So if there's a strong family history, whether it be mom, aunt, cousin, you know, who has a history of breast cancer, gynecological cancer, now that increases the chances to then also assess that risk. And that could be done either by the genetic testing or we can start screening for mammograms. Um, we can start doing the sonograms earlier. So for example, usually if you have, like say it was a mom who was diagnosed at like age 40, that we might have to go yes. five to 10 years earlier than the, the age that she was diagnosed with the cancer. So we kind of want to follow that um, algorithm with it. Three, as far as what you can do, obviously, you know, we're stressing healthy eating, especially for African-American women, because there's something called epigenetics. And when it comes to people of color, we just up and take food differently. The way we break things down, the way disease um, metabolizes our body, totally different. So for example, mm-hmm. when I see my patients, oftentimes I see my females of color coming like I think I have one or two um, as well. And they're benign. They're small muscle tissues. They're not harmful to you. But when they're very large, they can cause heavy bleeding or what we call menorrhagia. They can cause pain. And oftentimes that can be one of the issues we'll talk about later with um, maternal death, postpartum hemorrhage. You see this in African-American females, Serena Williams, a whole bunch of different celebrities have experienced this. So this is a big, big issue. So we always monitor for the fibroids, but monitoring your weight. Once your weight is down, you're less likely to have a high estrogen level. And a lot of breast cancer issues, fibroids are estrogen dominant. Um, So, yeah. It's about, you know, clean eating, monitoring your diet and understanding our genetics just as females. Definitely. As far as doing things at home, like Jamie said, what things could you recommend our women of color to do at home prior to seeking medical attention? We've heard of self-breast exams, of course. Um, When should these be performed? Particularly, I tell my patients usually two weeks after their menstrual cycle, given that they have regular cycles, to perform a breast exam. You can do this in the shower. You can do this, you know, laying down. But as long as the arm is above the head, you're going around in circular motions and you're looking for any non-movable mass or nodule or a spot on the breast that just feels odd and different from the rest of the tissue or that elicits any pain. Some females may even report breast discharge. All these things are not normal. So when you start to experience any of those things, you should definitely seek a medical provider right away. But it's super, super important, again, to do those breast exams because, again, you're the ruler of your body. You know your body. So you have to really observe everything about yourself. 
Is there anything that they can notice by looking at their breasts? Yeah, sometimes they could be dermatological changes or skin changes, nipple changes, discoloration. Um, we all have a little asymmetry where one breast may be bigger than the other. But if there's now a huge difference all of a sudden, you should look into that. Um, even in the armpit or what we call the axilla, if you have lumps or pain in that area, you didn't have that before. Definitely for a fact. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. I feel like sometimes it's intimidating when you go to your medical provider and you're talking to them and you feel like you don't have the insight or the information or the wording or the terminology to engage in solid conversation with them in regards to what's going on with your body. And I think that can be intimidating for people. And sometimes it'll lead people to stay home and not go because they feel inferior or they feel as if, you know, I don't know what to say. I don't know if I'm saying it right. And sometimes, unfortunately, medical professionals, sometimes if you're not articulating yourself correctly, they don't try to figure out exactly what you're saying and decode what you're saying, you know, and then the conversation gets cut off because I'm feeling inferior. I'm feeling as if I don't know anything. And I think that's what happens a lot from people who I know, um, myself, sometimes if I'm trying to articulate something, it's not my field of expertise. So I'm like, listen, this is what's happening. And I try to be as descriptive and I try to take notes. And that's not something that everyone does. But I know that part right there can be intimidating in itself, like knowing what to say, knowing how to describe and what to do if my medical professional cuts me off in the event that I'm asking these questions. That's where I think the disconnect happens sometimes in a black community, that that piece right there, not feeling, feeling inferior, feeling like you can't articulate yourself enough. Not always, not for every person, but for me, it's not my field of expertise. And so it becomes intimidating. I think I would definitely recommend or I encourage my females of color to educate themselves prior to going to a visit, even if it's just a quick Google search. A, a symptom, you can do a quick Google search. Um, but honestly, if you're at a medical um, office and you really feel like the care is not up to par, that is your right as a patient to say, you know what, I'm going to request my medical records. I'm going to go somewhere else. And you really, really should do that. I have, when I work on the Upper East Sides, when I'm seeing non-Blacks and if they feel like they don't like the care, they leave. So I think it's important for you to, you know, empower yourself, you know, and say, you know, what? I don't think I'm getting the best care. I'm going to go for a second opinion, go for a second opinion and you search um, for another provider. And if you want a provider of color, there's ZocDoc. I believe now there's an app. I forgot the name of it. Um, but it's literally all black providers, dentistry, gynecology, OB, hematology, whatever it is that you we need that. We're going to put that in the show notes. We'll find it and put it in. <laughs> I'm so excited. My apologies, but it's literally all black provided because you're right. And you've mentioned something, um, which is so true. The care is different. And I didn't know that until I became a nurse practitioner. And patients would be like, thank God you're a sister. They're like, honestly, aside from us just being the same race, they're like, but I really felt the care was different. And to me, that's what encourages me on those days where I'm tired. I'm just like, I'm exhausted. It's when someone just like, thank you so much, because honestly, you were the only person who explained it that way or such and such. And yes, it could be because of my background, but I really try to empower all of my patients. So it's super, super important. And like I said, if you don't feel comfortable, you should seek help otherwise. And I know I said I wasn't going to refer to myself as a medical provider, but I have experienced the same sentiments. Like when my patients of color, male or female, come in, 
they're more relaxed. They tell me how more of a great experience it was for them and they are able to open up more. And I think it's the connection. They're not used to seeing a face that looks like theirs. So when they do, it's like, oh, okay, let's see how we can conduct this visit in a way that I'm best served. So they open up more. The trust is there. It tends to be there. So I definitely have experienced the same. Great advice though. Great advice. So Jay, um, I don't know. We have another jungle juice. Yes, we do. Someone drop some of that juice. What? Finally. Yes. Well, not finally. We've been getting them pretty steadily. Our responses, not as much as I like. Jay wants you guys to spill all the juice, all, all your business. I want them to be a part of the show. We're doing this for them. And so I want them to be a part of, literally a part of. So y'all drop that jungle juice is what she's saying. So I am going to read this week's jungle juice. Are you guys ready? Ready, ready, ready? I'm ready. Let me know. This one is entitled White Soul. Ooh. Ooh. All right. White Soul. Is that a, like angel or like what are they? I'm hoping it's something positive. So it reads as this. This day was a normal day for me. I was running errands and I stopped at the local Taco Bell. After ordering my meal, I pulled up to pay and I noticed it was one of my middle school classmates. I said hello. She asked how I was doing. How was work? How was school? And how was I doing working towards my career? You know, those old classmates, they are always so very nosy. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I guess middle school is so far away from me. I'm like, I, I try to remember everybody, but it gets a little difficult. I then asked her how she was doing. She stated she had children and baby daddies. I said, okay. And then she asked if I had children. I said, nope, I'm not married. I'm just focused on trying to finish school. Then she stated, you were always a black girl with a white soul. I was speechless and just pulled. What? Wait, (laughs) are you reading that correctly? All right, let me just repeat. Then she stated, you are always the black girl with a white soul. Because she doesn't have kids and she's waiting until she gets married? Or am I just reading or listening too deep? Let me continue. Let's see if we get some more insight. I was speechless and just pulled off while driving home. I thought to myself, hmm, I don't have children. I don't have a baby daddy. I'm not in drama. I'm focused. I'm not in the mix. What was this comment all about? Hmm. Just because I was always told to grow up and do the right thing, I'm white. Or am I acting white? No, I'm myself. This is my style and has always been. I've always been strong and never did what everyone else was doing. I grew up around two strong women and I watched them work extremely hard just so I have a clean uniform, food, hair, everything done. Why did I have to be a white soul? (laughs) That comment always stuck with me. It's sticking with me because I'm very perplexed by the phrase white soul. I hope it doesn't stick with you. Let that shit go because she is so incorrect. I don't know. It's just like you speak well, you speak white. Yeah, we we just had this conversation. Those backhanded compliments. I'm like, and I don't even know if the young lady who was working at Taco Bell uh, was meaning to 
say it in a derogatory way or meaning to associate white with good and pure and black. It feels to me like black is being associated with uneducated, you know, unkept, anything negative or the uns. Because, and this is no shade to people who are working at Taco Bell or any other service. I was just describing her because that's the only thing. No, but what I'm saying is like her comment and where she was when she made that comment is because someone is not doing the same thing she's doing. It's a white soul. That's that's insane. That's insane. I, I just, you know, I feel like black women, just because they are doing they're walking their own path. Right. I don't want to say what's the right path and what's the wrong path. They're walking the right the path that they're desiring to do based upon their goals. People in general, we get too judgmental sometimes. You know, if things aren't in line with what we think is the right thing to do or it's I don't know. I just feel like we can be a little judgmental and we have implicit bias too, right? We think that, you know, certain things is considered white. If you walk and talk, whatever you, I don't know. It's it's a, it's a, it's thing. It's something that's deep rooted in our history. And I think it roots back to slavery to be quite honest with you. Why couldn't she with her multiple baby daddies just say, yo, that's so dope. You're doing your thing. It's not what I did, but congratulations. Keep moving forward. Keep doing you. In this episode, we talked about, you know, our guest was someone who mentors other women who motivates other people. And that's a part of her push. That's a part of her charge. And I think that we have to do more of that. And I'm glad that we highlight women who are a part of that push, who are a part of that run, because that's something that we have to reinstall <laughs> like we do our weaves, reinstall into the black community, especially amongst the black women. Because many times if things aren't aligned with what we think is correct, or if certain things have been told to us historically, the news, everything tells us that white is right sometimes, unfortunately. Um, and so some people who do not seek outside of what's told to them, um, unfortunately, sometimes we begin to own those things and begin to live those falsehoods, unfortunately. And we begin to talk about them and say them and live by them. And then it's it's, it's an ugly cycle. It is super ugly. And she doesn't even know how her words impacted our writer, like the author of this story. That shit is sticking with her. And, and it bothers all, I think it bothers many of us when we're told these things, like you're doing something white or you're speaking white. And sometimes it doesn't, people will say, oh, it's coming from a white person. No, sometimes it comes from our own people too. Sometimes we think that we're not good enough. We're not deserving. We're not enough. And so we have to change that narrative. We have to let people know that we are worthy and everything that you think is associated with good, it doesn't necessarily mean it has to be white. Or if you're deciding not to have a child or you're deciding, you know, to put your work before having children. And I don't knock people, you know, some people's biggest thing in this world is to recreate and we need people to recreate. We need more people like us. And so if that's your thing, that's your thing. But we just have to be more open-minded and we have to be more encouraging. Yes. So to the writer of that story, we are encouraging you. I'm going to tell you, 
let that shit go. Do not let those words stick with you. They are very hurtful, but you continue to excel and do the best that you can and continue on your path to your greatness and what that looks like for you. I'm so glad you had two strong women that you could see modeling strength, resilience, working hard so that you could have the best. And you continue to perpetuate that for your friends, your family, when you do have kids, your kids, or if you're going to have kids, continue to pass those traits along and pass those torches along. And that's something that you should never be ashamed of. Mm -hmm. And just know, you know, it's a time for you and that could be God pushing on you for you to start to change the narrative. God calls on people to help make change. And we're talking about voting and importance of voting and all these great things. But sometimes God gives us little tasks and a little task that can be given to that was probably given to you was for you to take this test and use this test as a growth spot for you to create change. Um, Maybe not just for yourself, but for the people around you as well. And uh, for that classmate, whoever she is, I hope uh, by you seeing her and her seeing uh, what you're doing with your life, it might have pushed her a little bit. And maybe that's where the place of the comment came from. Maybe she was just a little tad bit jealous that she wasn't there. I don't know. I don't know her. But sometimes uh, people say things from a place of jealousy, too. And that's just what it is. We don't know what her intentions were. Um, White soul took me (laughs) for a loop because I was not expecting that. Yeah. And I think jealousy, it can be a good thing. I always look at things uh, with the glass half full. And I think jealousy can it's a it's a real emotion and we do feel that emotion at times and people don't like to admit that they feel jealousy because you know people look at it as a a, such a bad thing oh jealousy but jealousy sometimes could be a motivating factor and if you do something bad with that feeling then that's when it it can be categorized as bad but I think feeling jealous sometimes can be something that could be a springboard for you to push yourself to the next level so I don't think that jealousy is that bad. I just want to issue that disclaimer. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it it can be just like any other uh, emotion. It can be flipped around. Um, Like we say, you do tend to look at everything with a glass half full instead of half empty. But uh, we just don't know. But don't don't let I I really think that it sounds like a hurtful comment. but moving forward, don't don't let it stick with you. It, it's hard to let shit go like that. It is really hard. I don't know. I just think that, like I said, I think that when we have to look at the glass half full always, and we have to realize sometimes there becomes the certain tests, certain things that push us and give us a little discomfort. And not to say this gave you so much discomfort, but if it did, it could be something that God is pushing on you for you to begin to start the change, you know? So maybe you need to, Look at what she was doing as coming from a hurt place. And so maybe you need to do something to encourage another person. So our charge for you is to encourage someone else, help change this narrative. We're working hard at helping to motivate, mentor, and uplift the Black community, specifically our women. And so think about what you can do to do that, even if it's just affirming something in another woman, maybe even her. Yep. And if you see her again, tell her it's not a white soul. It's black excellence, baby. Boom. That's it. I'm Jungle Rose. We love you. (laughs) We love you.
So that concludes our episode. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Yes, five stars only. But give us that good feedback. We are so honored that you rocked out with Jay Simone and Marley. Follow us on all your favorite social media platforms. But don't forget to drop that jungle juice. We want to hear all the juicy details. All, all of it. All of it. Don't leave anything out. Be sure to live life intentionally. We love you guys and stay tuned. Yes, we love you. We thank you.